This is the Equip Podcast from Cornerstone Church of Ames, a podcast designed to help you live a gospel-fueled and faithful life wherever Jesus has called you. Welcome again to the Equip Podcast from Cornerstone Church. I'm Mark Vance, and I am here to talk today about sharing the good news of Jesus with people, about personal evangelism. And really what's motivating this conversation today is just what I see happening all around us. What I see is that hard times create really soft hearts. They create unique opportunities for us to share the good news of Jesus. If a soft heart, though, is like soft soil for the good news of the gospel, nothing grows in soil unless seeds are actually planted. So no matter how good the soil quality is, nothing will grow unless you plant a seed. And so sharing the good news of Jesus is the way we plant the seed of the gospel into people's hearts. Now, I want to talk to you today about this, about how to have a plan to share the good news, about how to have an approach to it, in part because honest confession here, I'm really not the best personal evangelist I know. I'm not the best personal evangelist in my family. My wife is far more fruitful and faithful in how she shares the good news with people. I have friends who this is the passion of their life. I think of Tom Nesbitt. I can't think of people he meets that he doesn't share Jesus with. My life looks nothing like that. But sometimes, actually, it's helpful to hear from somebody who's not really all that great at something, but who's trying to be faithful at it. Like If you're trying to learn how to play basketball, Michael Jordan can teach you a lot But he's so uniquely gifted that in some ways, everything he does naturally is so beyond your capacities that you sometimes can't learn as much from Michael Jordan. So I'm not the Michael Jordan of sharing the gospel. Instead, I'm a guy trying to be obedient. And so maybe in some of the steps that I try to take in obedience and some of the lessons that I've learned in how to be faithful, you will be able to take some steps that'll be really fruitful. Because right now, Hard times make soft hearts, and we need to plant the seed of the gospel in people's hearts. So I want to give a few just simple guidelines that I'm trying to use as I think about how can I engage people with the gospel that I found helpful personally and I think are really important for us as individual Christians wherever God has planted us in the middle of this time. So here's the first thing that I would suggest. First off, pray for God to open doors. Paul instructs the Colossian church, he says, pray for me that God would give me an open door for the gospel. And before you go out there and you think, I got to find somebody to go share with, I got to talk today, I think it would be a really wise daily prayer to just simply say, God, give me an opportunity to talk to somebody about Jesus, to show somebody the love of Jesus, and just watch how God loves to answer that prayer. Um, The pastor that I worked with prior to being at Cornerstone, Pastor Pat Nimmers, he's one of the best gospel-sharing, faithful people I've ever known. And Pat always talked about that principle. He said, there's no prayer God likes to answer more than the prayer, God, give me someone to share Jesus with. And so he was fruitful because God answered faithful prayers. So I want you to think about today, what's one person, who's one person in your life that you can think of that you could pray specifically for them, that you'd have an opportunity. Pray for open doors and pray for specific people. Put those people before God and say, God, give me an opportunity to share Jesus. Now, for many of us, that's a scary prayer to pray 
because we're not quite sure what to do if we get get the opportunity. We're nervous about it. Like, okay, I'll pray for an opportunity to invite somebody to church so the pastor can share Jesus with them. But me to talk to them, it's intimidating. And so the first thing to say is, I'm kind of with you in that. I find it easier to preach to a group of people than to share personally with individuals. It's it's intimidating, and you wonder, well, what if I don't have the right words and all of these sorts of things? I get that. I get that. What I want to do is kind of give you a next step beyond prayer of, of what I think is a way all of us can regularly share Jesus with the people, which is, I don't think you should think of, how do I get a perfect presentation that masters all the ins and outs of the Christian faith? I'll talk through some ways I use to share the gospel, but instead, I want you to think how can I share my story? So think of a plan to share your story. So here's a three-step plan for talking with somebody about Jesus. Step one, listen to their story. Step two, share your story. Step three, connect your story to God's story. So let me walk you through those. Listen to their spiritual story. Everyone likes to talk about themselves. Everyone does. It's the subject matter we are most experienced in. It's the subject matter we are most comfortable with. And what I want you to do is when I'm thinking about sharing the gospel, I think one of the biggest mistakes Christians make here is they, th- they look at people not as people but as projects. And with a project, your goal is to get the gospel presentation out. With the person, your goal is to listen, to care about them to get to know their story. So before you ever take the opportunity to share, I want you to take the opportunity to listen. You earn the right to share your story by caring enough to hear their story. And people aren't one size fits all in their need for Jesus. What I mean is everyone needs Jesus. Not everyone needs Jesus in the same way. Everyone is a sinner. Not everyone is the same sort of sinner. Some people are people who just caught up in patterns of addiction, and they need to know that Jesus actually offers a joy that isn't just a high, but it stays with you. There are people who are caught in patterns of brokenness and shame, and they need to know that Jesus was stripped of his dignity so that they could find dignity in him. The only way I'm going to know how to fit the good news of the gospel to match the need of the individual is if I listen to them. So the first step ever in sharing the gospel is to listen to a beautiful person made in the image of God and honor them by listening to their story. So step one, hear their story. Honestly, this is ask questions. Ask them, where'd you grow up? Where are you from? What's your spiritual background? Did you grow up going to church? What do you think about this? How do you wrestle through the hard time? Become a person who is interested in people before you try to become a spokesman for Jesus. Because spokesmen who don't care enough to listen become a clanging symbol and just a loud voice in people's ears. We all know it, right? The person who annoys us the most is that person who calls us up on the phone and tries to launch into a telemarketing message before they know anything about us. You earn the right to be heard by first hearing. You're in the right to speak by listening. So start by listening to their spiritual story. Here's the second step then. Build a bridge from their story to your story. It goes like this. Wow, your story reminds me of 
because you're a person too, which means you're going to be really similar to the people you talk to in some way. They're going to have struggled with doubts. I'm a person who struggled with doubts. I know what that's like. I can talk to that. And so what you do is you just find common points of agreement and you build a bridge from there. So listen to their story and listen to how does that look like your story. I bet God will give you people that you'll interact with who have similar parts to their story to the ones that are like you. You see, that's what it says in 2 Corinthians 1. It says God gives us struggle and pain so that one day we'll be able to comfort others with the comfort that we've received. So what I'm saying is, I bet you God's going to give you people who are a little more like you than you know. So listen to their story and bridge to your story. And in your story, I'm going to give you another Pat Nimmer's uh, classic phrase on sharing the good news. He always said, when you share your story, don't gloss over the crossover. In other words, don't skip how you came to know Jesus and what he did to transform your life. Don't just go, yep, and Jesus made a lot of difference. No, that's, that's rushing past it. Slow down and say, I knew I was a sinner. I became aware of that through this, and I prayed and received Jesus as my personal Savior. And don't gloss over the crossover. Don't gloss over the crossover. Instead, share that. And in that, what they're going to hear is the good news of Jesus and how he met you. So that, what that does is bridged you to the third place. You listen to their story. You bridge to your story so that ultimately you can build a bridge to God's story, how God intersected with your life through the person and work of Jesus. In terms of sharing the good news of Jesus with others, that simple pattern is the most normal pattern that I've used in my life to get to gospel conversations with people. Now, when you're in that, one of the most frequent questions people are going to ask me when they hear about evangelists, they say, okay, yeah, but I don't totally know how to share God's story. You're a pastor, so you're paid to share God's story all the time. I feel very intimidated by that. So what you need in that, not just prayer that God would open a door, not just a plan to listen to a story, share a story, and get to God's story, but you need a pattern for how you share God's story of the gospel. So the three most common ones that we've trained people on at Cornerstone, I'm going to say them, and we will try to link to an online example of this in the show notes. The first one is what we call the bridge method. And all you do is you just have a sheet of paper. It's a visual where God is on one side and mankind is on the other, and you just have a big gap, a chasm between the two. And the bridge between God and man is the cross of Jesus Christ. That bridge diagram says there's a holy God, there's sinful people. We are separated from God by our sin, and the only thing that bridges the gap is the person and work of Jesus Christ, okay? That's the bridge diagram. Another one I know Salt Company has used, and there's actually an app for this, and there's a great website for this, is called the Three Circles. And the Three Circles are a simple way to show how we move from creation to brokenness and then through Jesus and through faith back to being restored. So the three circles is just another great method. And I'm not going to even try to describe all of it to you because honestly, the app and the website are good enough that if you don't know what I'm talking about as a Christian, you should go and look at that because it's really good and really helpful. So it's called the three circles. Another one that I've used a lot is put out by an Australian group called Matthias Media. It's called Two Ways to Live. 
And it talks about the way of living where I want to be king and Lord of my own life versus submitting to Jesus, who was a king and Lord of God's whole creation. And so we'll link to two ways to live in the show notes as well. So bridge diagram, three circles, two ways to live. Here's all those are. They are a pattern for how to share God's story. I'm convinced every Christian needs to have a simple and clear way that they can explain God's story to others. So if you don't have that, here's the application from the podcast today. Go to the website of the three circles. Go to the website of two ways to live that we put in the show notes. Google that and just learn a simple way to share with others. Here's the cool thing about each of those. The bridge, the three circles, and two ways to live are actually things you can draw on the back of a napkin. They're visuals, which really helps you to remember the story, and they have scripture attached to them, which helps you to get people into the Bible. And by the way, saying that, getting people into the Bible, we started doing something when I worked with Salt Company and worked with Iowa State students that really was super fruitful, in which was we first met people, we listened to their story, we shared our story, we connected to God's story, and we ended it with this simple question. Have you ever read the Bible, and would you be interested in just reading some of the Bible with me? We saw so many people come to faith in Jesus because they'd never read the Bible, and they were genuinely curious, and they thought it actually would be really helpful to read the Bible and talk about it with a Christian. And so if they're, the most fruitful method for me in my life has been doing that, has been actually saying, hey, have you ever read any of the Bible? Have you explored this for yourself? It's such an influential book. I think everybody ought to read the Bible. And so I just say, why don't you start with the life of the central character in the Bible, which is Jesus? So go to Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, and just read that gospel, and let's talk about what you read. We've seen a ton of people come to faith in Jesus just by simply reading the Bible. Charles Spurgeon described the Bible as a lion. He said, you don't have to defend a lion. You just have to let it out of its cage. And so what you need to do is just invite people into this powerful book and let them read it. Watch God change them. Now, prayer a plan, the story plan, right? Listen to their story, share your story, bridge to God's story. Then a pattern, a simple way to share the gospel. Next thing I think you should think about is a platform. What I mean by platform is a place, a space, or an activity where you are regularly interacting with people who don't know Jesus. A place, a space, or an activity where you're regularly interacting with people who don't know Jesus. If the only people you know are Christians, you got to get out of your holy huddle. You were not put on earth to just be around people who know Jesus. So think of what's a restaurant you go to frequently. What's a kid's sports league that you're around? What's the neighborhood that you're in? That's the first place to start. Think, who are my real neighbors? Have I ever heard their story do I know anything about them? Have I had a meaningful conversation across the fence where I ask them questions to get to know who they are, right? Start with where God has put you. God put you in the place where he put you to represent him. He put you in that job. He put you in that neighborhood. He put you in that school. So why wouldn't you assume that the open doors God would build would come inside the rooms where you live? So what I'm saying is you're praying for open doors. Look where you live. Look where you live. 
Who's around me? Who are my friends? Get to know them. And then here's what I, I try to do inside those places, spaces, platforms that God gives me is I have a really simple game plan. It is so simple. And guys, this works so often right now in the coronavirus time. You get to know somebody. And for me, I'm a pastor. So at a certain point that comes up in conversation, hopefully not quickly after they have cursed in front of me, which happens fairly regularly. And it really makes people feel awkward. If you're a pastor and they just cursed in front of you and you're like, hey, what do you do for a living? Well, I'm a pastor of a church and they go, well, bleep, sorry about that. Okay. Um, But since I'm a pastor, often what I'm able to do is just say, yeah, I'm a pastor over at Cornerstone. Do you go to a church at all or anything? And they, they give whatever answer. Most people fake it and act like they go to church way more than they do because they feel a little awkward that they don't. And what I say is, hey, that's awesome. Hey, I know it may, uh, you may have never been out to Cornerstone, but if you haven't, you should check us out online cornerstonelife.com slash live. And right now in the coronavirus moment, that works better than ever because people actually have big questions. They actually have time available and they're very willing to check stuff out online. So we have seen hundreds and hundreds of new people go onto our online services. So I, this is my first invitation. My first invitation is not come with me to church. My first invitation is often not Let's sit down for coffee and I'll explain everything about everything. My first invitation really simply is I'm involved in their life. I know who they are. They know who I am. And I invite them to go online to listen in on Cornerstone Church. And then if they do that, what's my follow-up? It's really simple. Next time I see them, I say this, hey, did you get a chance to go online and listen to Cornerstone. And if they did, we just have a conversation about it. And that really easily helps us to start to talk about spiritual things. So that's that strategy. I learned that from a book that Bill Hybels wrote a long time ago. It's called Just Walk Across the Room. Okay. Now, right now in the coronavirus, if you walk too quickly across the room and you get in somebody's personal space, they're going to feel a little bit like they're being invaded by a foreign army. That will go away over time, guys. That will go away over time. But honestly, the principle is this. Just walk across the room. What's the principle about? Just take the step to say hi to somebody. Just take the step to relationally engage. Everybody can do that. So let me summarize what we've talked about here. In sharing the gospel, this is a way to talk about Jesus for ordinary people. I'm not talking to, some of you are so uber gifted at this, and I admire it, and we bless God because he gives gifts of evangelism to his body. And some of you have that. But if you're not gifted, you can be faithful. And faithful people can be very fruitful in times where hard times are making soft hearts. So pray for God to give you opportunities to share Jesus. Have a plan that starts with listening to their story, sharing your story, and getting to God's story. Think of a pattern, a simple pattern you could follow to share the good news of Jesus. And really simply think in the platforms you do have, the places, spaces, workplaces, neighborhoods where you live, could you involve yourself in someone's life to invite them to check out Cornerstone Church online, to do something that would spark a spiritual conversation with them. We don't simply need gifted people sharing the good news of Jesus. We need an army of faithful, kind, and loving people in our community who are willing to introduce someone to the source of life. 
we're willing to walk across the room to talk about Jesus. And so take that step, pray that prayer, and be bold enough to walk across the room sometime soon and invite somebody to check out stuff online or to have a conversation about Jesus and just watch what God would do to answer those prayers and bless you with those opportunities. Mm -hmm.